0: it's rebecca and lily and you're listening to just Just ghouly Ghouly things Things. (laughs) hey you guys welcome back to just ghouly things and we're your beautiful hosts rebecca and lily i love that so um i wanted to start off because this episode is going to come out as soon as um ghost hunters has already premiered and i know you haven't watched it yet but i have not you have to watch it it's so good it it definitely it definitely exceeded my expectations okay i just i love the fact that ghost hunters goes in and they're not just looking just for the paranormal they're looking to debunk and then Mm -hmm. whatever they can't explain then they're like all right well that's not not normal you know so that was pretty cool. And then, after I didn't realize this, but they started um, they started a new series of psychic kids. Now, this was back years yeah, yeah, ago. Yeah. They stopped filming and now they're back. And they took some of the kids that they helped on the show when mm-hmm. it was first aired, and now they're the ones helping this young generation. Oh my god! So amazing! I so love amazing! That. Yeah, okay. and so I was happy to see that. I was surprised because I didn't see any marketing for it, but that nice. was pretty cool. And that's on A and E, guys. So check so it you
1: know. out. No, I think um, this is like my sixth night in a row working, and I'm not working tomorrow. maybe I'll try to watch it. I'll try to watch it Saturday so that when we post this episode, you know, I'll let you all know what I think. But if not, I want to watch. I I got out of work on Wednesday. And I was like, yeah, totally watch. Like, I'm going to veg. I'm going to go up to my room with snacks and, like, embrace the return. And then by the time I got home, I was like, "Mm, I'm going to bed. Yeah, (laughs) I feel
0: you. I feel you on that. Yeah. I've just, I don't know if it's today, but my head just feels so out of whack. I don't no, know. It's, mine is too. I don't know if it's the weather, because it's actually pretty cool for it being summer. Yeah. So I think it's the barometric pe- pressure that's like messing me yeah. up.
1: Yeah. There's something going on with me too, and my head's always in a weird place, but I woke up it's today. It's even <laughs> I woke up today, and I was like, there was, some, I don't know. Something there. not right. Yeah.
0: But um, I think we should just get right into our topic. Let's do it. So we've talked about this topic a couple times just in passing on previous episodes. Uh, guardian angels. Yeah. I know a couple episodes back I talked about my recent experience with who I believe is my guardian angel mm-hmm. when I was on the road and yeah. with the deer and everything. Yeah. So, you know, we were thinking of topics and I just thought that this was pretty cool. And, yeah. So... By definition, a guardian angel is an angel that's assigned to protect and guide a particular person, group, kingdom, or country. And the belief in guardian angels can be traced throughout history, like Mm -hmm. thousands of years, all different religions. Everyone has different um, ideas of what angels are. And when I was doing some research, I found out that there were actually three main types of guardian angels that are common. Mm -hmm. So um, there's the earth angel, which is the physical world angel. So... A lot of people think, oh, can a a loved one be a guardian angel? And um, people believe that, yes, they can be your guardian angel, which I believe in as well.
1: Me too.
0: So the earth angel is the... (laughs) The Earth Angel is the guardian angel who watches over your physical safety, security, manifestation, health, abundance in the physical world. And this is the angel that you call upon for help with driving, finding the ideal house, getting the job you want, staying safe during travel, manifesting the ideal physical world outcome, financial assistance, and other physical worldly needs. I love that. Yeah, I think this is one of the more common... um, guardian angels that we come across yeah because I know all of my guardian angel experiences have been involved while I was driving yeah or you know while I'm making a big traveling um venture um or even when I'm trying to make a big financial decision I I always feel like I go with my gut because I feel like something and not that I'm physically seeing something but I hear a voice that I don't recognize telling me yeah oh there's another dog outside oh Loki sees a doggy is that I don't know what dog that is it's an ugly dog Don't say that. The dog can't help how it looks. I just, ugh. I can't. I'm a a big dog, girl. Like, a medium to big dog. I mean, not that I think that small dogs are ugly, but I just feel like if you're going to have a small dog, might as well have a cat. Less responsibility. (laughs) And, like, I always am scared that I'm going to, like, if I had a small dog, I'd roll over on him and suffocate him. And just, like, Yeah. Definitely with Loki, that's not a problem, because he's going to be, he's yeah. all over the place. He doesn't even <laughs> sit still, so.
1: I know. He he would be the one suffocating me in bed. I regularly lose my dog, because she's right under my feet, and all she does is sleep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't make an Instagram for her, because there's nothing, nothing good happens. <laughs> like, I posted something, because when she sleeps, she tucks her legs in, and she looks like a baked potato. Oh, my god! So yes, I, she does, with a little butter on top. Yes. I put, the, I put a little I butter that. thing, and I said, guys, my baked potato keeps snoring. <laughs> So, real quick, kind of back on topic. A good segue, I guess, because it's about animals. How do you feel about morning doves? Um, what f- about them? What so, morning doves, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, <laughs> is... Oh, hello. T- the concept that when you see, you know, it's like a... Looks kind of like a pigeon, but it's mm-hmm. delicate like a dove and has a longer, thinner neck. And it's like a grayscale kind of, you know, color scheme or whatever. So... It's that there's someone who's passed away watching over you, and it's a sign that they're there. Okay. And I've actually had a couple of experiences with mourning doves. Really? So, yeah. I have never. Yeah. So I remember when my aunt passed away, my great aunt passed away pretty much completely out of the blue. Um, my, we had gotten a new, we had just moved into my new house, mm-hmm. and my mom was sitting on, a, on the porch with my, um, my grandmother, who had been my aunt's sister. And both of her parents had passed away. And as they were talking about it and, like, going through it and everything, um, a mourning dove came and landed on the tree by the porch. Wow. And then a couple minutes later, two more came. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. And and we were like, wow, like, probably my aunt Judy, who had just passed away, and then the parents. It was just interesting because as soon as the topic came on – and then one time I was at school – um, and I was considering dropping a class, and I was freaking out about it and everything. And um, my aunt is in the... She's in the cemetery, like, right next door to my school. And as I was talking about it, and it was, like, a really cloudy day, um, as I was I was in my mom's office, and I was just, like, freaking out, crying, thinking, I can't do this, I can't do this. And then I looked outside, and a morning dove came and landed.
0: Wow. It's yeah. like, reassurance. And you know what? Sometimes... I think that it's messages that maybe not anyone else would really notice or see, but yeah. you're meant to see it for a reason. Exactly, It's that is specifically for you. Because yeah. I probably would have saw that. I was like, oh, it's just a bird. Yeah. Whatever, and, you know? Yeah.
1: So I have more, um, I've never had, like like you have um, guardian angel experiences. I haven't really had that. But morning dubs I've had a couple of
0: times. Yes. Well, that's actually, you segued into something that I'm just going to, touch on real quick before I get back to the other two guardian angels Mm -hmm. that are around. So I looked up what are some signs that you know that your guardian angel is around you? So um, eight signs that I found that were really popular or common amongst Mm -hmm. people is a feather. So finding a feather in a strange location is definitely an indication that your guardian angel is close by. Um, So like feather, you know, doves. Yeah. That was interesting. Beautiful cloud formation, something that like you see something with your eye. Oh, I love that. Realizing safety, like that that unexplainable feeling of like calm and comfort and you mm-hmm. don't know where it came from it's
1: like a feeling you can't describe That's exactly how I felt when I saw the morning yeah from my mom's office I was like why do I I was like wow like I'm feeling safe I'm feeling like I was kind, kind of like okay. and I looked and then it was who there I believed you to be mine. yeah
0: and then um a rainbow with or without rain pets and babies noticing
1: Ooh.
0: Um, seeing be- seeing the beauty in nature is another thing that you know. Yeah. If you just stop and all of a sudden you just get this overwhelming calm feeling mm-hmm. because of your surroundings. Um, unexpected help. So if someone comes out of the blue just to help you and there's literally no rhyme or reason to it, you don't mm-hmm. know the person or even if you know the person, but they're helping you in a way that's like, okay, this is random. Yeah. Um, and then a feeling of the presence, just like uh, just like goosebumps or yeah. just that like a warm surrounding feeling. Not that it's suffocating, but it's like an embrace, an embrace that you want. So that was some of the signs. Um, So I thought that was interesting that you segued into that. Yeah. But um, also there's the second type of angel, which is called a sky angel and it's your ascended connection angel. So Mm -hmm. your sky angel is your link to the higher realms and your spiritual reawakening and opening process. So think of this angel as your god link. Um, this guardian angel connects to insights, higher wisdom, and connection to your spirit's home base in the spiritual uh, mm-hmm. spiritual realm during your time here on Earth. Um, so, your sky angel is your connecting link to your spiritual home base, while you, as a spirit itself, exist on Earth in a physical body. So, Loki's currently attacking Lily. Um, oh, but it's with hugs and kisses. It's okay. Oh. oh. Okay, no face looking, please. <laughs> Got Got you in the mouth. mouth. Oh, lokes. Okay, so the last angel is the soul angel, which is your inner self. So your soul angel is your guardian angel that tends to the need of your inner soul, such as healing, forgiveness, pain resolution, soulmate finding, friendship creating, relationship making and maintaining, and learning and understanding emotional lessons. So your soul angel is present to offer you love, compassion, and non-judgmental support and guidance during the exact times when you need it. I feel like I've had that for I sure. I like that, yeah. I feel like we all need that um, I think that's moments when you're reassured that we, the decisions you're making in your life are the right ones. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a it's like, a way that the you're, guidance or yeah. exactly. Because there's been so many times in my life I'm like am, am I making the right decision? Mm-hmm. Like you feel alone, yeah. but then you get that feeling of like everything's okay and then you realize yeah. you're not alone.
1: This and, is a nice episode. Yeah. I
0: feel I feel like this episode's needed because sometimes we have like, you know, dark topics and sad and death and i just think this kind of yeah. lightens the mood right
1: loki oh my, god. oh my god loki actually just moved your chair backwards a couple, like
0: can we talk about how this dog's five months and he's 40 pounds already Jesus. and they can grow up to two years old so and we looked up like his mix of breed and they say he can go up to 130 pounds so you only stay get tuned guys to okay all right so um With all that information being said, Lil, do you want to start off with your first
1: encounter story? It would be an honor. Awesome. All right. So this one is from Reddit, shockingly. Um, Fun (laughs) fact, we don't always go straight to Reddit. I look for list articles and everything, but most of the things that I found that weren't on Reddit were, like, super religious. Yeah. And it was, like... I just
0: don't... I I think we should just kind of keep an open mind and not... Exactly. Because... And
1: then it gets kind of heavy, and also, like, if it's, like, I found one that was, like, it was, like, Catholicism.com, and I was, like. I saw that one, too, and I was, like,
0: I'm not going into that. Yeah. Especially because not everyone has the same beliefs, and I'm just trying to find experiences that everyone could just, you know, enjoy and relate to in one way.
1: Between that, and also with a lot of things, like, uh, it seems, like, very biased, and, like, you don't know how legitimate it could be. Yeah. I'm just jumping to, you know what I mean? Not jumping to conclusions, but you don't know. I don't know. It's just the stories were kind of also less interesting. So. Yeah. Anyways. All right. So this one's a little short, and it's from... I couldn't find the Reddit username. It was okay. anonymous, but uh, the, it was, like, redacted. They had deleted the name or whatever. Okay. But this one says, "'My friend and I were sitting at a traffic light very late one night "'when his car just stalled. "'He tried and tried to get it to restart, but we couldn't get it going.'" We jumped out to push it into the parking lot of a gas station that was next to where the car died. We were having trouble getting it up an incline when, out of nowhere, this guy came jogging up from the direction of the gas station. He got on the other side of the car and helped me push it up the incline, out of the street, and into the lot. We thanked him for his help, for his help, and he took off. Just then, a car came speeding around a curb and blew through the intersection where the car was just parked a minute beforehand. Oh wow. My buddy and I were shocked because if that guy didn't show up when he did, we would have been hit by that car. <gasps> we turned back around to say to thank the guy again, but he was gone, just disappeared into thin air. I truly believed he was an angel sent to protect us that night. See now that's definitely an earth angel for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like a lot of the stories we're going to talk about in this episode are earth angels because I've noticed a lot of guardian angel stories experienced through the ve- like a vehicular
1: yeah I found a bunch
0: and yeah um so my story is kind of similar um so this was by uh, this is from a um, person called Ariel and he goes my experience with spirit guardians happened this way I was traveling west on a divided four-lane highway There were openings for turns about every quarter mile. It was 6.30 a.m. and raining just enough to piss you off. (laughs) Uh, A woman T-bones me on the back driver's side fender. I spin and come to rest in the median, all grass and mud from rain. And out of nowhere, a guy shows up to my driver's side window. He has a large cowboy hat on and he says, you are going to be okay, and he holds my hand. I ask him his name and he looks away like he doesn't want to tell me. Then he says, Bill Hill. I smiled and said thank you. Another motorist who stopped calls 911 and an ambulance is dispatched. When they arrive, he moves out of the way for the EMTs to get me out of the car. Cars totaled and no glasses left in the car. I get wow. checked out and I get to go home with broken ribs and a shattered kneecap, which is unbelievable. That's like nothing. Um, a few days later, my mom takes me to see the car and what a wreck. I told her to, um, I told her to help get some personal items from my car. And when I looked in the back seat, There is the dude's cowboy hat. Ah! I told my mom about him, and we both proceeded to try and find him to thank him for being so kind. He never existed, and we live in a small town with only a few thousand people at the time. We checked with police and churches and everywhere. And so, how did he get his hat in my backseat? He wore it the whole time when he held my hand and had the hat on when he got out of the way from the EMTs. I think he was an angel. Why would I have his hat? So, Lily, what do you think of that story?
1: The, in the back of the car? Yeah. Uh.
0: Do you think that was a sign? Something is up. That's so, that's so weird. And especially this occurred in a small town with only a few thousand people. Mm -hmm. She, it seems like everyone knows one another or have seen.
1: Yeah, they would recognize someone just walking around in a cowboy hat. I mean, there's a woman in the town I grew up who would wear, wear her purse around her neck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we knew her as purse neck. Purse. So, if you here in a small town, you know. It, you, may be, you may be your town's purse neck
0: if you don't know one. Uh, yeah, it, oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if everyone knows a purse neck but you, you we would you drive are the by, purse we'd neck. be like, she's feeling a little purse neckety <laughs> Purse neckety. <laughs> but, anyways, uh, you know, we're, like, someone who walks around with a cowboy hat on just, like, at all times... That's, you know, someone you have an idea of and yeah. all that stuff. It's not as odd to see, well, to someone like us it would be, but, you know, if that's a known member of your community or you've seen it before, but for that out of nowhere and then having the hat in your car, is um, there's something going up. That's all I have to say. Something's odd. Something fishy is going on. All right, Lil, what's your story? So this one is from a Reddit user named Paradox Infinite, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay. The last eye is a three. (laughs) So it says, okay, let's talk time frame first. Last year, while I was still going to college and UCCS, I was 19, but my birthday was in March, so not very far away. I believe this was in December 2017, and if not, January 2018, but I forget exactly. Anyway... I was struggling in life. I was very depressed and having a hard time coping. It was so bad I didn't even shower, sometimes for weeks. I was skipping class and struggling to even go to my job. The point being, I don't think I'll ever wish that kind of depression on anyone. How even the counselor I went to see even began losing hope in me.
0: Oh, that's so so sad. Yeah, I know. I can't even imagine that feeling. I've been there. Yeah, we were talking about how good this episode yeah. is. <laughs> how feel good it is. All
1: right, guys. Yeah. I've been there. We, I feel like a lot of us have been there where you're just like, "Well, rock bottom, but that's okay."
0: But you have to look at his All right, if you're at your rock bottom now, the only way to go is up.
1: True. Don't come down again. All right, Lily. You know what? I just read this story. Okay. <laughs> no, no, Kinda this is the this mood. is a no, this is a really actually moonlighting story because it gets really good. Okay. It says, "So, as you can probably tell I wasn't in a good place at all." Well, from Christmas, I still had an Olive Garden card. I decided to go alone and just wear a hoodie as it wasn't very cold outside, even if it was snowing pretty heavy. I get to the restaurant, which was about 15 minutes from college. I get there, go in, eat, and so on. My phone died while I was out there, so I was just about as alone as I could be. (laughs) I went. (laughs) Uh, Well, as I'm leaving, I noticed my car was covered in snow, and I mean COVERED. It took me about 10 minutes just to get it all off. But while I was, so much snow was falling, it just covered the windows again. I hate that.
0: That's so frustrating. That's why, yeah, I'm not looking forward to winter.
1: Yeah, that's why you do the roof first always Mm. because it falls on the windows again. Yep. It was dark at this point and getting kind of cold. I was just about to get in my car when this man walks in front of my car in just a small hoodie the same as me. All he said was, Hey man, you have a safe drive. Ha ha, you too, I said back, not even remotely knowing this guy or anything like he was or anything, like he was some friend of mine I'd known for years. Look, it's hard for me to describe the feeling but I'll try anyway. As soon as he said that, just the feeling that went through my body was not necessarily happiness nor sadness, just that everything was going to be okay. Period. Like There was absolutely nothing I needed to worry about in my life ever again. Just pure calmness. Like, everything became brighter both mentally and physically. For those that haven't ever felt like that or don't know if you have, believe me, you will know. This is such a sweet story. I love this. You know what the weird thing was? He was headed towards the front door of Olive Garden, then just passed it. Then, by the time I got in my car, he was gone. Like, he wasn't even there in the first place. Like, that alone gives me chills. I know it sounds like just some random guy who just wanted to wish me well on the drive home, but please understand me when I say I know either that guy was my guardian angel or someone speaking on behalf of my guardian angel. Usually I like to try to explain away things like that, but the feeling I had was just plain as day. There is no other way to describe it. Wow, that's a beautiful story. I love it.
0: And I, you know what, I that actually put in my mind another type of theory about guardian angels. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense of maybe guardian angels use our bodies mm-hmm. as vehicles yeah. to help others, mm-hmm. like kind of like the the um, pay it forward type of yeah. movement, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who knows, maybe we are somebody's guardian angel out there and we don't know it. Like we don't know that that's our mission.
1: Wow, that's true.
0: And so when you know that – Like, sometimes, like, I mean, I try to be nice all the time, but, (laughs) you know, every once in a while, I'll just do something, I'll go out of my way, and and I won't understand why Mm -hmm. I'll do something, and whether it's, like, you know, holding the door extra long for a bunch of people, or just, like, little things, and you don't understand why you're doing it, but, like, you feel like you should. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's, like, a guardian angel taking over, and, you know
1: definitely and, and and all joking aside about when you do it's true when you do reach bottom all you have to go is up mm-hmm. and what i found in a lot of my whole you know struggle bus situation is that even if you don't stay just a little psa like you did say and mm-hmm. like all joking aside it is true and even though once you do feel like you're way back up again mm-hmm. even if you fall a little once you hit the bottom bottom you might never really hit there again yeah. if you fight for it. And I feel like finding a little thing like that, and I feel like the person who wrote this now, you know, if they do go through another really, really hard time where, like, you can't shower, you can't get out of bed, you can't go to work, you can't go to school, and if you do, all you do is think about being home or you can't handle more than a couple hours out or anything, right, and you're emotionally disconnected, being so low to where they were when they wrote this, thinking, oh, I remember you know the person or possible guardian angel I met at Olive Garden would say the exact same thing now yeah and if everything was okay then everything's going to be okay now and that's something that I feel like you know a lot of people need to hear that just because someone was you know a little thing happened once even if it's like 10 years from now Mm -hmm. like I've been really stressed lately myself and thinking about of the friends that I had the last time I was in this place, mm-hmm. even if they're not around or I lost touch with them, it is kind of make, it's a soothing feeling to know that if you had a complete stranger able to bring you back, I, I know it sounds like I'm rambling, but like if, if someone did something nice to you for no reason a couple years ago, it still holds up to this day, I guess is what I'm trying
0: yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's crazy how something so little to somebody else can mean the world to somebody like you never like it's so true when people say you never like you never know what someone's actually going through oh yeah you know I I have tried to be good with that I was the type of person that if you're rude to me or disrespectful like I have no problem barking back at Mm -hmm. you but I've lately kind of taken a backseat and I I try to think of if you're being nasty to me, like, you know, a lot of New Jersey people would mm. just be so rude.
1: I Everyone in the area. And, yeah. yeah.
0: And you kind of just have to sit back and be like, you don't know what they're going through. Yeah. Like, this could just be a really rough day and you kind of have to put yourself in somebody else's shoes yeah. and just show that you're yeah. there.
1: Yeah. No, definitely.
0: All right. So, my next story is from Anonymous and it goes, in late 2014, my sister was driving my mom's old 2005 chevy malibu with her dog in a kennel in the front passenger seat She's driving down a dark back road at night on her way to her house in the next town over It's 11 p.m. on a, I think a, tw- a thursday. I'm still awake I'm sure there was no school the next day. My other sister is in her room and my brothers aren't home My mom comes out of her room and starts to go to the door. She asks me i'm driving to i'm driving I'm going to drive with your sister to make sure she gets home safe. Do you want to come with me? I said no as I was watching some show on Nick at Night.
1: Very important.
0: Very important. My mom walks out the door and she drives off. After maybe 40 minutes, my mom calls our house phone. I pick it up when I see her number and she's very frantic and says while crying, I won't be home for a couple hours. Your sister's car rolled over. (gasps) I don't remember exactly what she said over the phone, but she explained to me and I told my sister. Meanwhile, my mom is speeding down this dark road trying to find where my sister is. My sister didn't know where she was when she crashed and it was a cold November night. My mom is driving so fast she sees flashing red and blue lights in her mirror. She gets pulled over and explains she needs to get to her daughter. She had called the police earlier to search the roads for her and this was one of the cops. After the officer understands and lets her go, he drives off. My mom continues to sit there on the side of the road crying into her arms on the steering wheel. She stops crying and when she sees a white 77 Pontiac Firebird Uh, pull up beside her the windows rolls down and there's a man long well-kept brown hair thin face little hair on the chin and blue eyes he asked her if she needed help and if she was okay she saw his eyes and immediately felt safe he offered to help her look for her daughter she hadn't even said anything about her yet mind you oh but my mom accepted she trusted him as if she knew him her whole life she got in his car and they drove He held her hands and told her everything would be all right. Your daughter will be safe. Don't worry. Don't worry. It'll all be fine. She said his voice was so soothing. She continued to look into his eyes, which she said seemed to still shine even in the dark of night. They drove until they came across the wreckage. My mom gets out of the car and runs to her, both crying, my sister holding her dog tight. Police arrive only shortly after, and my sister gets put into an ambulance and sent to the hospital along with her dog. My mom cries in relief and goes to find the man that drove her to tell him thank you. Instead, she finds her SUV parked exactly where the man dropped her off. She stands there, then gets into her car and drives off. Weeks later, my mom asks my sister if she saw a white Pontiac Firebird drop her off or the man. She says no and says that you just got there, got out of your car and ran to me. I didn't see anyone else but you.
1: Whoa. Yeah.
0: Oh. My mom, my mom's side of the family is very religious, and my mom believes that this was Jesus guiding her, keeping her calm. Jesus was her guardian angel that night. I find comfort in the thought that my mom had Jesus as her guardian angel then, and I also wonder what would have happened if I'd agreed to go in the first place. I guess I'll never know now. Wow. So, Jesus drives a 77 White Pontiac Firebird, I guess. Well, yeah,
1: what the hell else would he Why do? Why not? Jeez, that'd be
0: ridiculous, Rebecca. What's he going to drive a? Frickin' Volvo? Hello. Yeah, but you know what? Like, even if... I mean, like, it could have been Jesus. <laughs> but I think that, in general, it was a guardian angel. It could have been. Yeah. Uh, it was some form of guardian angel. Yeah. That's... Because what are the odds? And she specifically remembers a white pawning. And she thinks she got into... Like, why does she did
1: she she got getting to into Getting into a car and, be, and then them being like, no, like, you literally walked.
0: Yeah. Like, I know that... Like, don't get me wrong. When you're in that state of mind... Anything could be going on in your head, but I just think that that's a little extreme. I don't think that that. I, I think if that I, didn't yeah. actually, like, you know what I mean? I gotcha. Like I, I don't think this was all in her head. Getting
1: into a car and being like, I will never. I want, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was a really good story. That's a cool one yeah. also because it's. I don't know. I know that I say that after everyone. I'm like, that's a cool one B- because
0: ABC, but. I mean, but Lil, we have gone through hours of research to find these true. stories. So even though we say everyone's a good one, there's a reason because <laughs> we have found some crazy ones that are just like, mm, mm, they're okay, but yeah. these are po- Jess ghouly things podcast worthy. Yeah,
1: this is, this gets the, uh. We only give Boothang you the cream stamp. of the crop. Yeah, the stamp of approval, the Boothang stamp of approval. Yes. All right, I w- if we had sound effects, I'd add like a, like a you oh, know, like you know little what? stamper.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, I miss
1: stamps. I remember on my way up from my um, dance class, my teacher, she used to give us lollipops and then she stopped and she gave us a little um, stance on the back of the hand. Oh it would be like gosh, a smiley face I that or like a little horse yes. or something. I always looked forward to seeing what I, what, what the new design was. Mm-hmm. I remember it would last a couple days and I'd be uh, be like, yeah, I got it in my dance class. It's nothing, whatever. No, Extra no big deal. I'm like seven years old, <laughs> feeling all high and mighty about myself because I have fucking Spongebob on the back of my hand.
0: You knew who was the, the um, almighty in the homeroom class, depending on what was in your pencil case. Really? Yes. So for me, like we would actually, in school, we would trade – pencils and pens like if you thought someone's pen or pencil was cooler like you would just trade it for another one of your cool pens or or erasers yeah yeah like the stackable pencils where you like pull the one bottom out put it to the top or the like um several colored pens where you click down and it could be like purple or blue yeah
1: oh we just kind of had our own pens and that was it yeah, we would trade. Yeah,
0: we were we were hustlers. We <laughs> we would trade in the middle of class, and yeah, it was really intense. Might have just been a my hometown thing. Okay, Lily, what's your next story?
1: Okay, so this one is from Jen Mullen thirty seven. Okay, and I believe I think this one was a comment below the one I just read on Reddit. Okay, so. One of these was posted, and then I went through the comments, and a couple people also put their stories in comments, so. I believe this is that one. So, this one goes, when I was 21, I had just graduated from school and had a severe injury on my foot that resulted in me having to go home, ostensibly, for my parents to help me. Okay. Help wound up looking like a massive infection and get ga- oh, gangrene. That's what you do. Oh. Three on, five off. If you ever get an open wound and you need to make a tourniquet and you need to hold it down to keep it from bleeding and help it clotterize, you hold on the wound. Three on, five off. Like three seconds on? Minutes. Three, oh. Three minutes on, five seconds off. Oh, wow. I never knew that well. Yeah. It's either three on, five off. Why do you know on, that? Because I watched a shark movie with my dad once and he was an EMT for a couple weeks. Oh. Like years ago before I was born. The more you know. Yeah. So it's either three on, five off or ten on, five off. It depends on Lily the situation. Lily, we need answers. It, it depends on the situation. I don't remember which. Anyway. <laughs> so, General 137 37 has gangrene. Let's pick up where we <laughs> left off. <laughs> it says because my mother refused to let me take my antibiotics and actually barred me from going to the emergency room. My foot smelled exactly, exactly like fresh dog shit. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Just cut my fucking foot off right now. I'd
1: rather lose a foot. Dude, my dog, okay, this is kind of, like, gross, but my dog's farts smell so bad that I literally think she poops sometimes. Oh, my God. Loki I get up. Too. I get up, and I look, and I'm like, did she fucking shit, like, in the house? And she, like, never has? Literally,
0: Loki had the balls the other day. We were sitting watching TV, and he, and you actually, usually, like, I can't hear his farts because they're, si- they're silent but deadly, but yeah. this one, he literally let a human-ass fart out, and then had the balls to look at me, like, disgusted, like, it was me. <laughs> and then looked around to be like, oh, well, if it's not you, then who it was? Because it wasn't me. And I know it wasn't, it wasn't Boots. Me. And it wasn't me, because I would claim if I farted. <laughs> I would be like, sorry, Loki, this one's, you might want to leave the room. But he literally sat there and looked at me like, bitch, you're going to fart? I can picture him, too, like, the
1: what, what are you doing? Why yeah. Are, why would
0: you do that, Rebecca? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Okay, so uh yeah foot infection dog farts next right
1: um okay (laughs) anyhow I love that I wound up getting out of the house walking 18 miles to an emergency room I respect that
0: totally I can't even walk Jen Mullen can
1: walk 15 miles to a fucking emergency room when her foot has gangrene and smells like dog shit you can text back That's a fact. You can text back if Jen Mullen can make this pilgrimage. Retweet. Anyhow, I went a blah, 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 emergency... Okay, to an emergency room where, after giving me some IV antibiotics, another script for Leviquin and painkillers, and told me to go back to Boston because they were concerned that my mother might actually kill me. (laughs) She cut me off completely when I got back. What? She told me, if you can't get a job standing on your feet, get one laying on your back. (gasps) Oh! This bitch. I don't know if you remember, because we, re- real quick, we recorded this episode in two parts, but at one point when I was editing, and you were just waiting for me to get ready, and I went, <coughs> and that's what that, that's what that's not oh, okay, that smells. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. This bitch, though. If you can't get a job standing on your feet, get one laying on your back. My friends and my therapists, of all people, banded together to help me with food and bandages and stuff. And anyhow, at a certain point, it looked like I might actually lose my leg, and they were worried that I would die from the infection, and all at once, the abuse and cruelty from my mom, the gravity of what was going on, being unemployed and very alone, it got to me. (laughs) Of course it did. Jesus Christ. I can imagine. My foot started to stink again, so I walked to NEMC, I don't know what that is, something emergency medical center? Yeah.
0: I'm assuming, yeah
1: uh from my apartment and after checking in at ER triage um triage yeah triage I'm sorry guys I'm (laughs) illiterate I went out to smoke a cigarette I got to talking to this guy a big burly construction type dude from Southie I don't know where Southie is I I don't know either Um, we swapped what are you in for stories then he got called in He found me in the ER where I was strapped to machines getting IV antibiotics and painkillers and the EKG thing kept going nuts. He had brought me a coffee from Dunkin' Donuts and sat with me until I was discharged. That's bae. He asked how I was getting home and I said I lived close and was walking. He wouldn't (laughs) hear of it. He hailed me a cab, paid for it, and gave me $50 because, quote, you really need to eat. I broke down into tears and hugged him. He closed my cab door, and literally, as I watched, he vanished. What? I had had been really looking for some kind of sign, some kind of something that would tell me that I shouldn't take my mother's advice and kill myself because I was nothing but a burden. I still tear up when I think about it. He was definitely an angel, and I think it's kind of great that my guardian angel is a construction worker from (laughs) Sydney. That is so sweet. And she literally saw him vanish. Yeah. When I when, wow. I when I was first reading this, I was kind of expecting. And do you remember last week's episode about the bus? When I just kept expecting, when I was yes. reading, I kept expecting there's no one on the bus, and that was kind of the twist with yes. that there really were people. The twist ending for me was, I was expecting it to kind of be. Yeah, I wasn't expecting the construction worker guy to be the guardian angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I was, I, when I first read this, and it was like, oh, I was outside, and then I went inside. I was expecting the inside to be where the shit yeah. went down. But, yeah. Interesting. That's the last thing you expect is a burly construction worker. As your guardian angel. As your guardian angel. What do you think your guardian
0: angel looks like? I have no idea. What about you? <sighs> I would think. I would hope she's, like, if it's a she, mm-hmm. but she's, like, super jacked, like, brolic. <laughs> like, I would just want her to be, like, benching guys and stuff. I'm like, gotcha. Because, like, I just think, like, that's badass. Gotcha. Yeah. And maybe, like, if she's, like, tatted up, that'd be pretty dope, too.
1: Nice. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, I just want her to be, like, that rebellious Angela does her job, but, like. She gets shit done. Yeah. yeah. And she's, like.
1: No, I could know, do my
0: job, but I'm going to, like, I'm break like, the societal
1: norms. I'm picturing, like, Dog the Bounty's hunter's wife. Oh, Beth. my God. Yeah, You know? <laughs> she, she like, she fights crime. She'll arrest people, but she's got, like, the long nails and her makeup's yes. always
0: done. Literally my guardian angel. Yeah, Beth.
1: Beth. Maybe um, Beth is my guardian angel. That's amazing. I don't know. I've only ever... I've never had... You've had guardian angel encounters. I haven't, so I don't know. Even though the voice I heard was a guy, so... I think my brother's likely guardian angel is, um... My great-grandfather. My dad's grandfather. Um, Because, like, weird stuff goes down. We can talk about that in the, um, like, reincarnation episode. the ghost, Because I've been watching Ghost Inside My Child again. We'll talk about that later. Anyways, what is your next story? Okay. Yeah, we definitely should do a reincarnation one.
0: Okay. So, my next story is from Johnny, and it reads, My dad grew up in a rural farm country and had to walk half a mile to and from the bus stop. He was the youngest of five, and he was in his last year of elementary school while his siblings were either in middle or high school. This meant he went to the same bus stop as his siblings, but they were picked up and dropped off by the bus at different times. My grandma was a single mom who worked as a nurse and couldn't pick him up, but my aunts and uncles usually took good care of him. There was rarely trouble in my dad's county besides small things like bar fights, poaching, or teens taking tractors out uh, out for joyrides. Poaching? Poaching, yeah. that Like poachers? Yeah. like Like elephants? I mean, you could po. I mean, like poaching, like bald eagles and stuff. You oh, mean, okay. I, I mean, there's only, a lot of endangered species around here. I yeah. only ever picture
1: elephant. Or, fesks. I mean, yeah. Anyways,
0: okay. Keep going. So one day he was walking home on the stretch of county road on my family's property, and he saw a van whiz by him. While it was private farmland, and usually the gate was locked, my grandma's family usually let local let let locals drive through as a shortcut, so my dad wasn't too alarmed. However, my dad did become a bit alarmed when he realized the van was parked a ways up the road from his uncle's house. As soon as he passed his uncle's house, the van sped up. It didn't stop until it reached the road at the bottom of the hill that led to my dad's great uncle's house. My dad looked inside the van as he passed and, it s- and saw a gruff, bug-eyed older man. My dad said the look in his eyes was unsettling, like an excited shark setting its sight on its prey. <laughs> My dad innocently said, what are you doing on Papa's farm? Papa's farm? Whatever. Something Southern. Um, (laughs) The old man got out of the car and gave my dad some spiel about how his parents had been in a car crash and my dad needed to go with him. My dad's alarms went off for one single reason. His parents were divorced and his dad lived two states away. His parents couldn't stand to be around each other, much less in the same car, unless it was absolutely necessary. Thinking quick, my dad asked, "Did you talk to my brother Rick? Uh, oh, did you take my brother Ricky to the hospital already?" The old man told my dad, "Oh yeah, I picked Ricky up from school and took him already." My dad then yelled at the man, "I don't have a brother Ricky!" <sighs> and he ran towards his house, cutting across the forest to his house. The old man followed behind, yelling <gasps> at my dad. My dad was about to give out from exhaustion when he saw the driveway to his house. He saw my grandma wasn't even home and got scared the man would try to come inside the house when he saw Uncle Buck standing on the porch cleaning his favorite rifle. Convenient. (laughs) This struck my dad as odd, though, because Grandma had told my dad Uncle Buck had gone on vacation and my dad hadn't seen him for months. Uncle Buck, that old man is trying to get me in his car saying Mom and Dad are at the hospital. Uncle Buck was a scary-looking guy. He was a World War II vet with Willie yeah. Nelson braids and a ZZ Top beard. Yes, I, this guy is iconic. I would I not fuck with Uncle Buck. Don't fuck with Don't Uncle Buck. Don't fuck with Uncle Buck. <laughs> he was a biker who drank whiskey and smoked cigars and won plenty of bar fights. Now this is my guardian if, angel. If I was a man, if I was a, if I was a man, that would be me. Oh hell, I could totally see mm-hmm. that. You'd kill it. You'd kill it. Um, okay. Uh, he watched from his bedroom window as Uncle Buck took out his, uh, put his rifle out together really quick and yelled something at the van. The old man narrowed his eyes at my dad and spun around the driveway. It took my dad a few minutes to calm down before he went back to the porch to talk to Uncle Buck, but when he was there, he didn't see Uncle Buck anywhere around the house. When my dad's siblings and grandma came home, he told them what happened. According to my dad, grandma got whiter than a sheet and asked my dad if he was sure it was Uncle Buck sure he was even wearing the new motorcycle jacket mama got him for his birthday grandma didn't say anything for a few hours that night after dinner my grandma explained to him to my dad that uncle buck had died in a motorcycle crash a few months earlier in florida and that they buried him in those exact clothes so my dad was just imagining it my dad explained to her that he was cleaning his rifle and that apparently he kept under lock and key and uh that he kept under lock and key in my grandma's basement when he died they couldn't find the keys anywhere so the case remained locked the scariest part when my grandma went to check the case it was unlocked and unlatched gotta thank uncle buck for saving my dad otherwise i wouldn't be here today how crazy
1: wow I'm they kind, kind of find like, the key to unlock that, and
0: then this whole situation happens. They go check on the box, and it was unlocked and unlatched.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of at a loss for words with this one. Yeah. I'm also picturing, like, the big house from Forrest Gump. <gasps> oh, my god! You know? And I'm picturing him doing the run. <laughs> run, Forrest. Run, run, Forrest, run. Wow. That, that honestly, and here's the thing. I feel like if that was me, mm-hmm and all that shit went down, and then the like, the cabinet or whatever was open, and I could get to all of them or whatever I was looking for. I'd be like, my fucking luck! Like, I have to be terrified first before I can open the goddamn door. Yeah, yeah. Like, why? I like everyone else can just find a key. I need the door to open. I need to be chased down by an old man <laughs> who wants to lure me into his car. Most people just have a spare key, but not us. I have to say though this guy's dad was pretty
0: smart back in the day because I feel like Stranger Danger wasn't as talked about. Yeah. I feel like our generation, we've learned more about that.
1: Well, yeah, but did you also notice that it says, I was so paranoid so long about the don't talk to strangers on the internet, Mm -hmm. and then it went from that to like, okay, well, I don't want, like, just Uber. Yeah. And it took me so long to get comfortable to Uber because I'm still like, And with like that one girl that got murdered by,
0: wait, you didn't hear about that? So there was a girl and I guess she was like intoxicated or whatever. And she gets into an Uber that she thought she ordered, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't her Uber. It was somebody else's Uber. You're not going to
1: check the plate number? She
0: was like intoxicated. So I don't think she puts him together. So she got into this guy's car and he took her and killed her. Yeah. And that's why now they want you to say, like, what's my, like, when you walk into an Uber, they say you should say, what's my name? Don't say your name. Yeah. Be like, they have to tell you your name so that you definitely know this is the Uber you're supposed yeah. to be in. Because I've I done that. Say, I've accidentally gotten really? to the wrong, not that I, they've driven away, yeah. but I'm about to get in they're like, Stacy? Like, because you could see your picture and clearly I wasn't Stacy. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, sorry. And I mean, it was the same looking car, just different license yeah. plate.
1: Look, usually when I go, they go hi. Uh, my friend made her name; she edited it so it just says the Queen. I love that. But or like her Highness or something is really funny. But it's, I one of the first things that I always did was I always check the plate number because they'll be like, "Oh, it's a silver Hyundai Sonata," and I'm like, or a Honda Sonata, I don't know, but. I don't, like, I know what silver is, but if you're in a really, like, if you're in Manhattan, right, almost all of them are town cars, Mm -hmm. and it'll be, like, Lincoln Town Car, or so-and-so, four-door, like, Corolla, I'm, like, I don't, they all look the same, Same. so I go just, like, straight for the license plate. Yeah, no, you have to. All right.
0: There was this one meme, and it was, like, um, isn't it weird how we don't like when people we know follow us on social media, but we we don't mind when complete strangers do?
1: Wait, that's not true. Right? I had a, Okay, I had an Uber driver once he came up, and the name was FNU, F-N-U. Uh-huh. Which, FNU. Sta- which stands, right, FNU. That's so fun. I thought it was funny, and then I realized that that stands for first name unknown. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, if this guy's hiding from the government, I am not getting in his car yeah. at 1 a.m.
0: I literally would have just thought his name was FNU. Right? I
1: thought it was like, FNU, and like, I was well, like... That-
0: Wait. That's a very ethnic name. Where is it from? Oh my God, I love your accent. It's like, I'm literally from Queens. Like, I'm (laughs) from
1: Queens. No, but like, where are you from? From from Queens. Queens. (laughs) (laughs) But like your family. Well, my family's from Michigan, but I'm from Queens. Okay. All right, what's your next story, Lil? This is from Sleepless Survivor, and it says, My dad recently told me this story, and I was just amazed. I thought you guys would like to hear it. When I was young, about three or so, I was hospitalized and near death. I had a fever that just would not break, and we passed out for most of the hospital... And was passed out for most of the (laughs) hospital...
0: Hospitalization. I can't talk either today. It's fine. I'm in good company, then. It's all right. Nice pal. But our friends for? (laughs)
1: My dad, who, was, who has always been religious, wanted the hospital's priest to come say a prayer to me. Oh, Lord. So, the priest comes to pray for me, but something's not right about the guy. He never gives his name and has no Bible. He says the prayer in Latin and blesses me. Now, my parents aren't married yet, and since the priest is there, they ask why they haven't been able to have another child yet. They've been trying for about a year with no luck. The priest tells them that they won't have another child until they're married. The priest leaves, and after that, and an hour later, my fever breaks. Hmm. The next day, the hospital's priest comes to the room and to say a prayer for me. My dad is confused and tells the man (laughs) that someone had already come the day before, to which the man replies that no priests were on duty the day before. Oh, God. He checked with all the hospital staff and their visitation book and everything. Nothing turned up. (gasps) No priest was in the previous day. He searched for years to find this priest that prayed for me, and he never found a single trace of him anywhere. A month after my mom and dad got married, my mom got pregnant with my brother. So we'll never know who the mysterious man was, but I like to think he's my guardian angel. To this whoa. day, my dad still has found no record of him, not even someone who looks like him. That's insane. Someone was looking out for me that day though. I just wish I knew who.
0: Okay, that would have gotten me right off the bat when he starts praying in Latin. But whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> all right. We gotta slow a roll here, alright? Cause I don't know a single thing you're fucking saying. Yeah, so, yeah, he yeah. Yeah, that's oh god. <laughs> yeah, but honestly though. That was a surprising That was a surprising twist to that story, but the Latin thing. I mean, I know Latin that. Latin thing's
1: like a telltale sign. I'd be like, sir, 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 could you just do just like a little English for Yeah, me? just a wee bit, because I need to know what At you're least, praying about. Yeah, just praying Latin. At least it Latin. wasn't,
0: he could have just been there, like, and then all of a sudden, like, curse them instead. Dude,
1: imagine if, oh, no, mm-mm, mm-mm, oh, hell no, mm-mm. Yeah. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No That's, time. yeah. That's a good one. Well I notice I'm noticing now that a lot of these, at least the ones I'm reading, are starting out like really sad. Like, I was gonna die. My mom told me to kill myself. I was depressed. I, <laughs> I was, was
0: at th- my rock bottom.
1: But yeah. But they always find a way back up. You're right, Rebecca.
0: Okay. That's the moral of this episode. True. Is once you reach rock bottom, the only where only way you can go is up. Okay. That's true. So my next story is from UC and it reads. This isn't the most interesting interaction in the world, but I think about it often. When I was around 10, my parents enrolled me in ice skating lessons at our local rink. I fell in love with it and looked forward to my lesson each week. One day we were running late and I still needed to give my dog a walk before we left. I clipped on her leash and took her around the block. I was rushing and bumped into an old man that was sweeping the steps of the local church. I turned to apologize and I saw that he was holding out a palmful of quarters. I misinterpreted what he meant, and I told him I was sorry, but I didn't have any money with me to give him. He told me that he knew I didn't, and that's why he needed to give me these coins. I was flustered and uncomfortable and in a hurry, so I held out my hand and poured, the, and he poured the coins into my palm. I said thank you, put them in my pocket, and rushed home. My mom drove me to the rink, waved goodbye, and drove away. I went to go through the door to the lobby, and my heart sank. It was locked. Class had apparently been canceled. I panicked because I didn't have a cell phone and my mom wouldn't be back to pick me up for another hour. I debated waiting it out when, when my encounter with the guy sweeping the steps suddenly flashed oh in my, my head. God. I touched my pocket and I still had my quarters. I went to the payphone, called home, and told my sister to send my mom back as soon as she had returned. I wound up waiting for about a half hour. I was sitting on a bench, chilly and uncomfortable. A man had been standing further down the block from me for 20 minutes, looking at me when he thought I couldn't see him. He finally worked up the nerve to approach me, smiling and talking about how he looked close to the rink, and that I could go home with him for a little bit if I wanted to warm up. He was creeping me the hell out, but I I was too scared to say anything. He started to sit next to me on the bench, way too close, still staring at me, and I was about to run away when my mom pulled up. I was never so happy to see her little Toyota Corolla. (laughs) I was young and stupid and scared, so I never told my parents I was afraid I'll be in trouble or something, I don't know, which is something I seriously regret. I hope that the creepy guy never hurt anyone, but I'll always remember that day. If that old man hadn't insisted I take the coins, I wouldn't have been able to call home and I would have had to wait an hour. If I had been on that bench any longer, who knows what that guy would have tried to do. Not sure if the old man was psychic, my guardian angel, or just an eccentric neighborhood nutter. <laughs> I, I never saw him around again, but if I did, I'd thank him. He may have saved my life.
1: I love right? that. That's so sweet. And like, just could you pitch this little old man
0: like with a bunch of quarters and he just you gives them to it? Oh, all? No. 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 I would do the same thing. Though. I'd be like, oh, sorry, sir. I don't have change. And he's like, oh, here, take it. I'd be like, hell yeah. I'd be like, oh, all right. Make some money. That's but so oh. Yeah, but this is exactly why, and you know what, now, you know, when I was younger, and my mom would drop me off at things, she would always wait until she saw me physically get inside, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, mom, that just too.
1: go, like,
0: no, I gotta wait for you to get inside,
1: oh, like, when, or like, anxiety. when you drop someone off,
0: they're like, "Wave when you're inside, yeah. or like, click no, the light switch, yeah, and that's what taught me to,
1: like, anytime I drop my friends off somewhere, I always have to make sure they get inside, because you just never know. I always tell my friends um after I drop after I drop them home or like if they drop me I'll be like you know text me when you get home and they're like okay and then they don't and I'm like shit like they didn't make it something, something happened, happened. <laughs> they got sucked into a wormhole they're in an accident they ran away to the join the circus I'm that friend meanwhile I'm knocked out in my like
0: in my bed just so comfortable and then I wake up the next morning like
1: oh shit I forgot to tell them I'm alive I should probably text them yeah the thing, the thing with me is that you always know I'm okay because about ten minutes later you will see me share some bullshit on Facebook. <laughs> like some share bullshit some meme from ten years ago. That's how you know I'm doing well. <laughs> no need to text Lily. Just
0: check her Facebook. And yeah. All right. What's your next story? Okay,
1: so this one is from Hianali. H- 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 is this your last H- one? Or? I, well, I have the Oh, then you... Okay, yeah. So this one says, this is my mother's story. When I was little, we used to live in an old house that was probably close to 100 years old. Anyways, I was around three or four years old at the time and very sick. Why why do mine always start out sad? Yours was a cute little girl who wanted to go to ice skating. And that's, I think, my favorite one of the whole episode. It's all in the research. Yeah, true. Uh, Let's see. My room and my mother's room were right next to each other, and my parents had split up that year, so it was just my mom, my sister, and I in the house. She said that while everyone was asleep, she woke up to someone standing in front of her, around eye level with her, while she was laying in bed. So this was around two and a half feet, I suppose. She said she looked. She said it looked like me, exactly like me, and I was glowing white, but transparent and still. The someone had long uh, had long brown hair, which is what I did have. What, which is what I did have, and was wearing a white nightgown. Of course. <laughs> Lily, you had to pick this one, huh? Return of the White Nightgown. That the night that she saw this, I had been very, very sick and wasn't turning around. After she blinked a few times, the someone dissolved and she got up to check on me. I had a fever with shivers and was coughing and almost choking on my own mucus. Ew. (laughs) Oh, don't be ashamed. (laughs) she took me to the hospital right then and the doctor said if she hadn't I probably would have died from choking in my sleep or from how close I was to catching pneumonia my mom loves telling the story and truly believes it was my guardian angel telling her that it wasn't my time yet and I needed her help
0: so (laughs) before I zoned out um yeah that's like that pneumonia scares the shit out of me to be honest with you because I know, like... Okay, so one of my good friend's father, he had cancer, God bless his soul, and he passed away, but he didn't pass away from the cancer. Mm -hmm. It was like the cancer because it lowers your immune system, but he ended up dying from pneumonia, and he was like in his early 50s. So he was a young guy. Oh, shit. So it was like... uh, It wasn't technically the cancer that killed him. It was the pneumonia. Yeah. And I've heard many young people... And obviously mostly old people because their immune system's bad. But pneumonia, if you don't catch it in time, is that's that's so scary. And then choking on your own mucus, <laughs> that's yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this is three or four years old too, so I mean, she couldn't really You wouldn't know? Exactly. When you're when you're three or four like you can it's tell so naive. When you can. yeah, you can tell you're like obviously you can tell someone's sick when they're three or four, but they don't really have the wherewithal to be like, so I have mucus. like they don't know what the fuck mucus is. Yeah. They can't be like Hey, uh, Mom, I feel like I'm going to, you know, like my mucus, blah, blah. Like, they're new to the world, so they don't know this shit.
0: That's why I am so anxious with my dog. Because at least as a kid, you can kind of, like, visual, like, you can explain. With my dog, he, like... He just does anything. He, like, yeah. hiccups. And I'm like, oh, my God, is he having a heart attack? Yeah. Like, I get so paranoid My dog
1: throws up all the time. And you probably, no like, reason. you probably freak out. She's like, oh, my God, is there something wrong? He's like, oh, yeah. just, you know. I freaked out the first few times because I thought she was sick when she first moved in. I was like, is she nervous, blah, blah, And it turns out she just really likes to eat grass and leaves out back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she throws him right back up, but she doesn't learn. But <laughs> it's still scary, especially when... Clyde was really old and we didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, a lot of people say they wish dogs could talk, but I just wish dogs could understand English. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't even, like, I'll meet you halfway with that one. Yeah. Just understand. So I can say when I'm, like, clipping my dog's nails, I can be like, no, you're going to be okay. I'm just clipping your nails. But, like, they don't know. Yeah. And it's like this with kids. Like, she know like, obviously she's sick, but she doesn't know. You know she can't even say pneumonia. Yeah. So there being like like her own maybe it's her own guardian angel because they say when you're so close sometimes you're almost completely there Mm -hmm. um, to the other the other side or whatever. So it could have been that kind of saying like, "Hey mom, you know, like I need your help before Mm -hmm. it's too late." Well, obviously that's what it was saying, but that's yeah,
0: that's crazy. Okay, my next story and. Yes, yeah, so this is my last story. I found this on um, another website, and it is titled, A Guardian Angel Helped This Person Avoid a Deadly Snake Bite. So this is from Light Energy, and it reads, when I was in my 20s, I spent four years traveling the world. I was in South Africa, just outside Durban, and a friend had taken me on his motorbike to his favorite waterfall. We had both been swimming, but I got cold and went to sit on a patch of green grass. To get there, I had to step from the sand I was on over a log, then across a bit to the grass. I was walking medium speed and lifted one foot to step over the log when a very loud, booming, masculine voice shouted, Stop! Except the shout wasn't heard with my ears. It was inside my head. Which, that's exactly how... Your deer I was, Yeah, it was deer in my head. So, hard to explain, um, but... Also, there was nobody else around except Tim and I, and he was still happily swimming. So, exactly my situation. I was by myself, Mm -hmm. you know. I stopped wondering what had just happened. I still had my foot in the air above the log. I looked around and spotted what I thought was a leaf waving about six inches from my big toe. It took me a few seconds to realize that it wasn't a leaf, but a snake. (gasps) A black mamba. Is that... that's a fucking deadly ass snake i mean i'm not a snake expert but you hear black mamba that doesn't sound good like (laughs) a black widow like you just know
1: black anything
0: yeah yeah it's just not yeah so he had his head raised and he was licking the air right near my toe he was waiting to see what my next move would be and he had seen me long before i saw him I slowly backed up and walked very carefully towards where Tim was. I have no explanation for the voice that I heard except that it was so loud and was inside my head rather than hearing it with my ears and it came at a time when I didn't feel any sort of danger at all. In fact, I'd been very calm and happy. I feel like it was my guardian angel who shouted at me to stop as I would have stepped right onto the snake. My guardian angel saved my life. Yeah. Mic drop. That was my last story. Wow. that was a good way to end my little story time. They're just trying to chill out a pretty waterfall. Yeah. And then this freaking dick of a snake wanted to How kill my boy. How dare he? Yeah. Go just. Yeah. I, you know, Mike used to have a snake. Really? Yeah. I mean, before we started dating. But I, he used to have the tank and the tank actually ended up being like um, a TV stand mm-hmm. also. Which, like, wow. seem pretty cool, but, like, I don't know, I just, I don't think I'd ever want a pet snake. I think they're cool to look at. I know. But they're kind of scary. I know a
1: couple people who have snakes. Really? Yeah, I know uh, one girl, she just has a bunch of, like, reptiles and pets and shit, and it's really cool going um, to her place because she has, like, geckos and lizards and, like, two snakes. I don't know. She's got a bunch of oh, snakes. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, my cousin has a snake. Mm-hmm. Snake's fucking name.
0: One thing I'll never pet that are my friend's pets is if they ever owned a
1: tarantula. I'd never
0: pet it. See, like,
1: with a snake, I would. I I'm don't not mind spiders. Are you serious? I do not mind spiders. I'm not crazy about them. You know, I wouldn't want a pet tarantula, but I'd rather, uh, like, hold someone's pet tarantula than a bird. What? <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't, don't like birds? I, nope. I hate birds. You know this, that I don't like birds. But, like...
0: I mean, okay, are you talking about, like, pigeon birds or, like, you're talking about Literally parrots,
1: all, parakeets? all birds except for sparrows. Sparrows are chill, but I wouldn't hold one. What I about would... a morning dove? No. No? No. Even though that was a nice Maybe a sign? duck. Maybe a duck. Maybe a duck. Okay. But. We have to like Donald Duck. Donald Duck is my favorite. One and my, you don't Donald like duck birds? Donald Duck is one of my favorites. I don't like bird, like, I don't do parrots. I don't do macaws. Uh, uh, Ostriches? N- no, that's a bird on legs. Hell yeah! That's the worst possible thing. Do you know how fast emus are? Oh hell yeah! Why? Like, but why don't Roadrunner?
0: So wait, do you not like them, or are you scared of them? That's I why am don't scared
1: like them. of de- them, which makes me not like them.
0: I don't like, like them. actually anxious, scared. Like you're just like I will literally <gasps> shit yeah. on the floor. Yeah.
1: No. No really i'm actually getting like skeeved out just thinking about them oh wow i i didn't know I you were that birds. freaked out about that i don't fuck with birds one time there was a bird on the patio where i work and i was help helping bus a table and a, a bird kind of like flew and landed on it and i go to the but I, li- I literally like slam the little like napkins down and i'm like this is all you and i walked in. <laughs> And this guy's like, "I saw you almost shit your pants earlier at that bird. What was that about?" And I'm like, "Dude, don't question it. I don't like birds." Enough said. Enough said.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, I won't give you any more anxiety over birds anymore about the discussion of birds. So, I think that let's uh I think it's time to talk about a listener story that listener we Listener story. So, if you guys saw last week, we asked you guys um through the use of a very funny guardian angel meme to send us your personal stories um so we're gonna read one from a very amazing um fan listener of ours Haley. hi
1: Uh, Haley. hey yes so
0: she's written to us before but um we want to read this story because this is the first time she's sending it to us
1: all right lily take it away so this isn't her story it's her mom's okay So it says, when my mom was in her 20s, she and a friend planned on going to a Halloween party. During the nights leading up to Halloween, she kept having dreams that she was going to crash her truck going to the party. She doesn't exactly believe in the paranormal, but she believes in guardian angels sending messages. So she and her friend changed all of their plans because she thought the dreams were coming from her mom or her grandmother. On Halloween slash November 1st, she and her friend waited until after midnight to go to the party that... Thinking that she wouldn't crash because it wasn't technically Halloween, which is genius. Life hack. Yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't the case. She crashed into the telephone pole and totaled the truck. We've talked about our theories, one of which being messages from guardian angels. And then it says, much love from a proud paranormal loving boo thang, Haley. Aw, thanks Haley
0: for the story. So, (laughs) this part where they think that they're going to like out-trick their fate by going on November 1st, -hmm. technically, reminds me of, like, a meme where it's like, okay, fate, um, we have, like, a premonition that this is going to happen on Halloween. Leaves at 12.01 a.m. November 1st. FBI gets a text from the FBI. It's like, hold the fuck on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, that literally reminds me of that. Or or you see the Illuminati texts? That's like, it's like they're texting it and then the notification comes up that's like, we see what you're doing. (laughs) But uh, yeah, and then um, no, but this makes me think of on that so Raven when she would, I mean, for years she'd be like, I'm trying to think of another example. Like, okay, if I go to this party, um, someone's gonna drop a glass bottle on the floor, mm-hmm. right? So I'll go to the party and I'll make sure there's only, you know, what is what is it called? Plastic, plastic cups or bottles, you know, and then. It turns out that someone thought they had plastic, but it's glass. Yeah. And it turns out because they break it. And Raven's like, what? Me acting on something? Like, how, do you, how does she not learn that when she has the premonition, if she acts trying to avoid that premonition, that's when regardless. it comes true. Yeah. Also, side note, do you remember that cheese wheel that got caught in the air system, the air circulation yes. system? Wait, what about it? just the vi- the episode with yes. the big uh, it just hit, it just crossed my mind what about there, it? there's nothing about oh, it. it oh just i was just, that's just, that's just, you you just got so much you like yes what about the wheel I, of I, cheese I, I
0: thought you were going to say something like that prop is still there or something like, i don't know i could sm- i could smell it oh my remember god remember that it's crazy how nostalgic those shows are. those were i feel like such an old lady when i say that it, like those were the good old days of disney those were the good shows but speaking of classic disney shows lizzie mcguire is, coming, is back. coming back to disney you guys this is not
1: a drill i'm so fucking excited you don't understand i was all hillary duff was my first concert mm. i had her clothes Ugh. when she had her clothing line at, line at target i used to crush the dress up game on disney.com oh my can we just talk about like how amazing
0: she is just as a person like She was one of the very few stars that made it out of child acting like pretty decent. Like you never really heard anything crazy about her. Like she seems like she has her shit together and good family, you know,
1: gorgeous as always.
0: She looks like exactly the same. Yeah. Which is not insane. This uh, when I heard this announcement, I literally just wanted to get. My my like old jean shorts back on. Put berettes in my hair. Go get myself a chunky lunchable. Chunky shoes. Get myself lunchables. lunchables. Chunky shoes. Get myself shoes. Uh, what a, the Danimals a Kool Aid and just sit there, Dunkaroos. Hell yeah! And just sit in front of my TV the and start in, watching like, the it. plastic bottles with the twist. Yes, up. of
1: course. Oh God, the blue ones. Were the blue so ones. good. Are you kidding
0: me? Like those were the best ones. Like <laughs> don't at me. And like it's insane. The chunky I,
1: shoes and the platforms got me. I have so oh many my pairs. God. Ridiculous. There was a specific pair of shoes I remember because I have a pair that looks like them now. Um, on the, it was like a dress up game online, and you would pick what Miranda and Lizzie would wear, and they had this one pair of like chunky like beige sandals, and I actually have a pair that looks just like them now. Do you still have? Like you, you just bought them. I bought them a couple years ago. Isn't and that insane? looking back, I'm picturing the shoes now. And I always put them in those shoes. And the Miranda <laughs> nail art game. Oh my What was her last gosh. name, the character? I don't remember. Okay, but Miranda from Lizzie McGuire invented nail art. Sorry. OG. Sorry, Pinterest. That's, oh gosh. I do love my nail that art got me I'm So excited. excited. So satisfying oh, to watch. I'm so excited. All right. Okay. So, if you guys are excited for Lizzie McGuire, email us at just.
0: And on that note, guys, that's going to wrap up our episode today on Guardian Angels. So, got to give you the spiel again.
1: Yay,
0: do it! All right. Follow us on Instagram at JustGullyThingsPodcast, Twitter, JGT Podcast, our Facebook like page, JustGullyThingsPodcast, our private group, JustGullyThingsPodcast, and Patreon. Just Ghouly
1: Things Podcast.
0: Bingo. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. Lily's the winner. Yay. All right. I
1: won something for a change. Oh, and one
0: more thing. If you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they would like talked about on our show, just email us at
1: JustGhoulyThingsPodcast at
0: gmail.com. All right, boo things. We're (laughs) signing off. Goodbye.
1: (laughs)